everybody. It's Monet. And it's Abigail. And we're really excited about this episode. It's our Marvel vs. DC Movie Universes episode. Oh, no. <laughs> I am taking the side of Marvel to prove why Marvel is superior. Sure, you keep telling yourself that, uh, but I'm taking the side of DC because there are good things about the DCU. Sure, sure. You just don't want me having Magneto in my life. Mm. Eh, you don't need him. We'll see, we'll see. Um, so a couple updates. Uh, this episode is coming to you in April because of this little thing called the coronavirus. Um, it caused uh, my work schedule to get completely fucked up. Um, I'm working a completely different schedule now. Um, doing all of my schooling from home. And, uh, it also messed up with Odegu's schedule. Oh, yeah. So, when we, the weekend we were supposed to record this, nope, nothing worked out. Um, Cheryl was also supposed to, our friend Cheryl from the Hiddlestoner, from the Hiddleston Review was supposed to join us today as well. However, she's, she screwed up her throat. I, I can't, she, she got really angry and yelled and broke her throat. So she is nursing herself back to health. She will join us for our, uh, July's episode instead. Uh, Cheryl's also going to be joining me next month for a special public service announcement uh, in regards to the corona virus. Um, she and I both have a lot of a lot of feelings that we need to express and stuff like that um, in regards to it. Um, there is some news you may have noticed we posted on social medias that Pretty much every movie in existence right now that is supposed to release is being postponed. Um, because I mean, it's no, because everybody in Hollywood got corona. Well, no, no, not everybody in Hollywood. Everybody's quarantined. Not everybody's got corona. Um, Tom Hanks tested positive. Idris Elba tested positive. There's a few others that we know of. Um, but no, everything is getting postponed because nobody can go out to the movie theaters right now. All the movie theaters are closed. Um, also, all productions, pretty much all the productions for the Disney Plus Marvel TV shows have been suspended indefinitely. So, we don't know when those are going to start back up again. Uh, this was done in an effort to keep cast and crews safe from the virus. Um, everybody is quarantined. Um, I th I'm pretty sure everybody is quarantined right where they are in relations to the studios that they were filming at. So, um, and this also goes for the movies that were currently in production as well. Um, I haven't really heard too much from other studios. I know Universal released a statement saying that all of their movies that are going to be coming out in the near future are going to be 
uh, releasing straight to streaming. Um, Vudu and Amazon both have um, theater at home features now where you can rent uh, movies that were supposed to be in the theaters for $20, which kind of sucks, but I mean, if you really want to see the movie... I mean, I already bought the popcorn that I have at home from the grocery store. I don't need to pay it to eat while I watch a movie in my own damn house, okay? So, I, I'm not sure I want to pay $20 to see a movie in my home drinking my own snack, eating and drinking my own snacks and beverages. Um, if they, if they were doing that for Black Widow, I probably would. Um, if they do that for some of the horror movies that I was really excited about, I might. But, like, I wanted to see Emma in theaters. Nope, I'm not paying $20 to see Emma. (laughs) I mean, the, uh, the blue tends to go for around 20 to 25 once it comes out on Blu-ray. Then you got that digital. Yeah. And, um, I'd rather pay $20 to have something that I own permanently than $20 that goes away 48 hours after I start watching it. You got a point there. So. That's the only news that I want to touch on, um, as far as Corona and everything like that, I want to keep this a lighthearted episode. Uh, do you have anything that you want to add, Odegu? As far as Corona, as far as, uh, related news to anything. Related news, even if it has to do with Corona, as long as it's lighthearted, I don't care. I mean... I will I will take the lighthearted road. Uh, while it does seem scary and, you know, people are angry at other people because you don't need that much toilet paper. Yeah! Hold on a second. I was at Walmart this morning at 7 o'clock in the morning. And some guy had three carts full of toilet paper. Why? You, sir, are the reason we have a toilet paper shortage. If you stop hoarding shit, there will be enough for everybody. Just saying. Conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theory here. They are sending those people there so we will buy that really crappy toilet paper that is barely usable. That super cheap Walmart brand that nobody buys unless they absolutely have to. See, See it, it's all part of the plan. See, I, I switched over to the flushable biodegradable wipes like six years ago. So I only, I go through 12, 12 rolls of toilet paper a year. So I buy the 62 cent four packs. <laughs> okay. Wh- whatever. But, um, as I 
was saying, something lighthearted. Uh, and that is just seeing the generosity of people that, you know, may not have much to spare and some that do some that are uh, quite well off and seeing the community and seeing all the positive things so yes while it's scary yes while a lot of us are pissed off at others because of their um, negligence there are good happy things to see um and yeah 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 it is I, I'm an EMT, as everybody knows. It is nice to walk into a gas station and be like, oh, no, you don't have to pay for your coffee. Um, or, no, you don't, you know what? Have that donut. Take that. You just have that donut. <laughs> um, it's actually kind of nice to get some recognition for how dangerous my job is. Um, I'm in the position right now where... Uh, going to Walmart today was the exception because I ordered everything online before I went there and I was literally just going to the store to pick it up. Um, I'm not leaving my house now unless I'm going to work. My aunt and uncle across the street are going to pick up anything that I might need from the store um, as far as to replenish what I've already got on hand and they're picking up my mail. So... Uh-huh, which is why I bought a new TV today, so that I can just stay in bed and, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of community, a lot of love, a lot of people helping each other, even though, you know, we, we all focus on that one a-hole that wants to buy four cartons, uh, four cards of TP. There yeah. are so many people that, you know... I mean, I see it all the time, and that's stuff that don't get shared, so for, for people that, you know, even if it's just saying, hey, I'm here for you, even though, you know, we're either super busy at work or locked up, but, uh, yeah, you know, I was, not everybody's that D-bag. I, I got to work, <coughs> I got to work the other day, and I ordered food, uh, from DoorDash, and... Um, I paid everything through the app. My driver delivered my food and handed me a $20 bill and said my dinner was on her because I'm out there coming into close contact with people that could get me sick. Aww. And I was just like, oh, thank you. Um, a lot of, a lot of people, my, my thing is a lot of people think EMTs are just taxi drivers to the hospital. They don't realize oh, the, no. the danger that we put ourselves in. You know, we're the people who show up when there's gun violence. You know, we're the people who show up when a bridge collapses. We're the people who show up when grandma had a heart attack. You know, we are trained medical professionals and we show up for dangerous situations. We're not just there to say, okay, get on this stretcher. We're going to take you to the hospital. We don't. We don't just provide transportation. We provide high-quality medical care. And it's it's very surreal to me to finally get the recognition that the career deserves. Like, people are finally saying, oh, you are actually worth something. You know, before the virus... Well, before the virus hit, it's like, oh, you just drive an ambulance. Uh, no... 
well, what do you really do that does any good on the way to the hospital? I can stop people from bleeding to death. I can, you know, make their heart start ticking again. Um, <laughs> it's like, there's more to the job than just driving to the hospital. While it's depressing that people didn't start realizing that until we had a pandemic on her hands, it's actually kind of nice. And I'm, I will be the first to admit that I'm, I'm kind of basking in, in the recognition. Um, people are finally realizing that, hey, you're just important as the nurse. You're just as important as the doctor. You're just as important as the, the nurse's aide. You know, it's, it's a surreal moment for me is basically what I'm trying to say. Um, but at the same time, I'm, for every reason that I'm happy people are finally starting to acknowledge how important my job is, those are the exact same reasons why I am terrified right now. And... Yeah, these are things that will be... Hi, Shinedown. These are things that will be discussed in the April coronavirus episode with Cheryl. So, anyway, let's let's move on from the heavy. Unless you have more that you want to add to that. No, no, no. The only thing I want to I rage about... Uh... Is um, fangirl-related things, which we're gonna get to. <laughs> so I we're we're doing this Marvel vs. DC episode. I do not like DC. I have watched a couple of these. I've watched several of the movies. Yeah, you know, I I do. I will say I grew up watching Smallville. I I do like Superman. I grew up watching, um. The New Adventures of Lois and Clark with uh, Dean Kane. Um, God, he's hot. <laughs> but I was primarily raised on the Marvel comics, so when the Marvel movies came out, I was all over them. They're they're my favorite. When it comes between the two, I the last DC movie I saw was Wonder Woman, and I fell asleep. Like me, the first time I saw a Star Wars episode two. I'm sorry. <gasps> but that's my favorite Star Wars movie. Episode three is so much better, but we're not talking about that right now. <laughs> we we will talk about why I prefer two over three uh, when we do our Star Wars vs. Star Trek episode, and it has everything to do with how they screwed over Natalie Portman in Revenge of the Sith. Oh, don't get me started.
the Marvel one, it's, you know, I love the cartoons in the 90s. I love the lore. Um, I love the comics. I have a ton of Marvel. I have a, I actually have a, a ton of Marvel and DC comics, along with uh, other ones like Dark Horse and Image. Um, and... I either have not seen or am not a fan of the Marvel really TV shows, um, but I like the Marvel movies. And then when it comes to DC, I I love the serials from you know the thirties. Um, I love the the movies. Well, Batman versus Robin is horrible. We all know it's horrible. I like it for that weird camp that it has. That's so bad. Um, so I, I pretty much like this stuff um, all the way up to Batman and Robin. Uh, even though that's a guilty pleasure, I am. I have a weird relationship with the Dark Knight series, and then the DCU, which they keep talking about. Um, it, it is a mixed bag for me. I am more like a hardcore fan of the cartoons of the 90s and the cartoon movies that are still coming out because the, the DC does have a great um, unified universe. It's just... It, 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 has some, uh, it has some problems of taking what they have success with and actually being successful. Um... But yeah, you know, I, I'm still going to be Team DC because Catwoman and Catwoman and, and Catwoman. <laughs> Except not the movie Catwoman because that was some load of shit. And because I I know nothing about DC. Oh, I'll, I'll be your DC baby. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be your sugar mama. So we're going to go ahead and get started. I'm going to present my arguments as for why I think Marvel is superior. Um, I... First, I want to talk about the Norse mythology being heavy in Marvel with the Thor and the Thor characters. I grew up reading the Thor comics. My parents, my well, my mom and stepdad raised me on Norse mythology, um, they raised me on Viking, or, uh, Viking, um, traditions, I, I guess you could say, um, so it was, it was, my, my upbringing was very Nordic-centered, um, so when I was five years old and I was presented with this Thor comic, I was like, oh my god, this is the best thing in the world. Um, my dad uh, did try to get me into uh, Superman and Batman. Um, I do like Superman. Um, if I had to pick a superhero from the DC, it would be Superman. Um, just because he's from another planet and that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, I think it's because Superman to me is, is kind of like DC's version of Thor. And I think that's the only reason why I like Superman. But, um, so 
when I, as I progressed through the comics and I realized that, you know, there was more to the Marvel Universe than just Thor and Loki and Odin and all these other Norse characters that I'd grown up learning about, um, I started expanding. I started watching the different cartoons and stuff like that, and I developed a strong affection for Hawkeye and Iron Man. Um, flash forward to 2008 when the first Iron Man movie came out. It was my first time going to a, mid a midnight release of a movie. The only reason my theater did a midnight release of the movie... Stop that. Shine down. Is because they had already sold out of tickets. And so my theater was kind of like, well... Opening night tickets have already sold out... Let's see how many people buy midnight tickets. They sold out of the midnight tickets in three days. So it was really exciting to get to go to that. I was in my theater, because they, they showed it on two screens, in my theater, I think I was one of ten women um, in the theater. And I, I grew up in a town where girls didn't do comic stuff. So to walk into that theater as one of the only women there and be embraced was kind of cool. Because I would walk into the local comic book shop gaming store all the time Guys would turn their head, look at me. What are you doing here? You're a girl. Sailor Moon's right there. Grab it and get out. I, mean, I wasn't really welcome in the in the community until the Iron Man movie came out. Iron Man movie kind of started to solidify the fact that, hey, girls can like this stuff too. Because you've got a cool, sexy, charismatic billionaire who goes out and saves the world even though he really doesn't want to. I, I mean, what more could be more, what could be more appealing about Iron Man than just that? He starts off as the reluctant hero, and then by the time Endgame arrives, he is the hero that the world needs. He, is the, he has become the hero that he needs to be. And he's he started out as this guy who didn't want to do shit for the world. He was very self-centered, self-absorbed. And he becomes this person who literally sacrificed himself to save the world. That is an amazing character development. My least favorite hero is Captain America. Didn't like him in the comics when... Chris Evans was uh, announced to be playing Captain America. America, I kind of like groaned. I knew who he was from the stupid little teen comedies, uh, like Not Another Teen Movie and shit like that. And I was just kind of like, well, this is just going to suck. And uh, <clears throat> here we are, you know, 2020. 
and I Captain America is not the worst superhero in the world anymore. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's something that Chris Evans brought to the role, or if it's how the writers changed, how the writers made him more likable to people like me. I, I don't like the goody-two-shoe type people when I'm reading comics and books. I, I, I don't like them. I don't like the people who are perfectly good. Everybody has something that makes them not pure. And they gave a hint of... They, they gave an element of that to Captain America in the Marvel movies. Makes him more relatable. I can't quite put my finger on what it is. I think it's because he progressed in the MCU. He progresses from this kid who's doing everything that he can to get into the army to fight for his country. Because that's what good all-American boys do. To this guy who was like, fuck you. You don't control me. I'm gonna do what's right regardless of what you think it of what you think. And we see that attitude emerge in Civil War. And then that attitude continues and he just gets more badass uh through Infinity War and Endgame. Um when the Thor movie came out, I was terrified that it was going to suck. I didn't know who any of the actors were. I knew Ken Branagh as a Shakespearean director and actor and as Gilderoy Lockhart from Harry Potter. So I, I didn't hold high hopes for the film at all. Um, the only reason I went to see the movie is because Natalie Portman is the most sexiest woman on the planet. <laughs> Um, and I walked out really liking the film. I liked how they brought Thor to the silver screen. The Thor comics, everybody has always said was going to be one of the hardest things to translate from page to screen and Paramount, uh, Marvel under the Paramount uh, umbrella managed to pull it off and they took as Disney... As they merged with Disney and all that stuff happened, they've only managed to improve on it. The only weak movie, I think, in the Thor universe, and this is a very unpopular opinion, is Ragnarok. I find the humor to be severely misplaced for the gravity of the events going on in the film. And I wish that they hadn't gotten a comedy director for that film. Um, it's still, as a standalone movie, I think it's just fine, but as a member of the Thor franchise and ultimately as a part of the MCU, I think it just, it lacks something. Um, there are a lot of really good jokes in it. Um, I, I, I do like the, the get help and, um, Loki is a lot more likable in this film and that kind of almost upsets me because 
part of the reason why so many people like Loki is because he's the misunderstood anti-hero. And while I like that he's finally gotten his redemption arc, I didn't necessarily like how they got him his redemption arc. Um, his redemption arc starts in Ragnarok and proceeds through the first eight minutes of Infinity War. Uh, just speaking purely on Ragnarok... They made him the... In order to get him to be the neutral chaos or whatever, they made him the butt of the joke. And I didn't like that because Loki, as a character, has a lot of layers and depth. He's got a lot of power. We haven't even begun to see what kind of power he has in the MCU. So... Um, but the way they're doing it is really good, despite the things that I don't like. Um, you've got the badass, um, Black Widow. Um, she started as a Russian spy and is now working for S.H.I.E.L.D., um, the Avengers, um... I'm excited for her movie. I can't really speak too much on her because I never really paid much attention to her in the comics. Um, but Scarlett Johansson has definitely made Black Widow a character to like. Um, has made her a strong female presence in the MCU that was definitely lacking. Um, and I'm so glad that she's finally getting her solo movie. You have Hawkeye, who is never really gets much attention. I'm excited that he's getting his own show, but um, I'd like I would have liked for him to have had a stronger presence in the films. Um, he seems to almost just be just be there because he's there. He never really seems to have a purpose. And I, I feel like that doesn't do justice for Jeremy Renner's acting skills, nor does it do justice for the character. Because in the comics, Hawkeye is really badass. Um, I'm glad they did away with Edward Norton. I hated the Edward Norton Hulk film. Mark Ruffalo is so much better. Um, I'm glad that they brought Tom Holland in as Spider-Man. Tom Holland... I grew up on the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans, and they will always hold a special place in my heart. I love Tobey Maguire. I love those Spider-Man movies. But Tom Holland is Peter Parker. You just, you, you can't deny it. He's adorable. He's charismatic. He's awkward. He is everything that you love about the comic book Spider-Man in the movies that you, you didn't get with Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire because they were adults playing a teenager. And this time you've got a kid playing a kid and it's fantastic and I love it. Um, my mouth is drying out because I'm talking so much. <laughs> 
I love also how Marvel was the first to be so ambitious with creating a shared universe. Everybody thought Avengers was going to suck. Nobody thought Avengers was a movie that could be pulled off. And look what they did. It is... Even people who haven't seen the movies know about Avengers and know enough to get the pop culture references. The MCU has changed cinema. MCU has changed comic book genre movies. MCU has proven that you can break barriers. And those ultimately are the reasons why I love the MCU, why I will continue to love the MCU. So, tell me what's so amazing about DC. The movies. Just, just remember, we're just doing the movies. Now, first off, before I go down this rabbit hole, um, I do have to say one thing. It really depends how you're jumping in. I can understand... Uh, especially from younger people who the DCU, that is their first chance of being exposed to, uh, to the DCU and seeing all the hype with Marvel. But for Team DC, Team DC, um, as far as how I got into comics first, it was DC, uh, specifically Batman with a little bit of Superman. Uh, my dad, you know, he uh, he's in his 70s, and he loved the old Batman serials. He has them on VHS. I remember, you know, he would pop them in. Um, he'd always talk about, like, Superman, uh, along with tons of other things. But as far as DC's uh, related, telling, you know, how great the Superman movies were. Um, and he'd watch them with Christopher Reed. Um and Christopher you know, Reed like, or Christopher Reeves? Reeves. You said Reed. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely anyway. said Christopher Reed. <laughs> oh man, Reeves, let me alone. <laughs> Dude, dude, this, this, dude, this entire month has been a year, okay? Let, let's just <laughs> leave it at that. Oh, this is true, this is true, but, um, you knew what I meant. But, um, <laughs> you know, so, that was my first being exposed to comics, and then in the 90s, um, besides, you know, the hype of Batman, uh, when it came to the Michael Keaton movies, uh, which were everywhere, and uh, there was also the cartoons, you know, Fox Kids, and, you know, Saturday morning cartoons, and yes, there was X-Men, and X-Men was awesome, but by comparison, um, the Batman, Batman the Animated Series, that is like the crowning jewels to me of anything that is 
is comic related into uh, any kind of screen, whether it's TV or cinemas, because Batman, you know, um, the animated series did have a movie, the Mask of the Phantasm, um, which I'm probably butchering because, you know, brain is not here. <laughs> I will I will give you an argument point, though, because, um, yes, as you said earlier, um, DC did have... You know, their TV shows, Lewis and Clark, they also had, like, The Flash, which, um, you know, Mark Hamill is in a lot of DC stuff, and not just as the Joker. Um, so I, I will put that out there. I want to see him in a, uh, in, in, a, in something in, in the DCU, but, uh, while I agree with you that the MCU was very ambitious for a shared universe... DC did it first with the, both, I believe, the animated universe and the TV universe. I, I could be um, incorrect. But we're not TV talking universe. about animated or TV. We're specifically talking about movies. True. But are we talking about movies that were released in cinema or not? Yes. We're talking about movies that are part of the DCEU and the MCU. Okay, fair enough, because you went way into the past. <laughs> but um, as far as the MCU, while there is an argument that, yes, well, the DCU wanted to copy the success of the MCU, um, I have a counterpoint of Marvel taking what DC already did with their connected universe and bringing it to the movie universe in a big form because they had disney they had you know tons of money to throw at it to get you know the best people on it uh whether they were unknown at the time like tom hiddleston and chris Hemsworth, just remember though or, when know, just remember the avengers movie came out before disney bought Par before Disney bought Marvel. So that was, Avengers was done under Paramount. I did not know that. Um, yeah. I will admit, I did not know that. But still, still, DC did it first. Even if it wasn't on the silver screen with all these intercollected things, um, DC did do it first. And, and that is why I was so hyped when they said, yeah, we're going to have a DCU, we're going to have, you know, all these movies, and it's going to be incorporated just like Marvel, because they tend to get really good people on the DC projects, whether it's the writers, the actors, um, when I heard that, uh, and I'm going to butcher his name, because I'm sorry, guys, I'm failing the fangirls, but uh, Henry Seville, I was so hyped when I heard he was going to be Superman. Hell yes. And while I have to admit, I prefer the older Superman. I will, I will attest to that. Um, I think he did a very good job of portraying him. Uh, while the MCU does have the advantage of before the MCU, while, yes, there were Marvel movies, most of them, you 
person, there was no big boots to fill. With DC, there was. There was a successful Superman movies. There was successful Batman movies. There were such high expectations where, with Marvel, I remember when they were, besides X-Men, there were no real high expectations. Like, oh, there's going to be a Thor movie? Okay, there's going to be a Captain America movie? I mean, the only reason I went to go see Iron Man is because RDJ was in it. Um, I mean, I saw the Iron Man movies and then the avengers and that didn't even motivate me to go back and see the hulk and all that stuff um and i will i will agree with you it was good that they uh replaced ed norton um so while we can argue that uh, the dcu is not as at this point great as marvel is um, I do think they did an okay job with what they had and the boots they had to fill, even though, even as a DC fan, I will admit they heavily fell short um, for so many different reasons that just combined. And uh, I, I honestly don't think they can catch up at this point because um, the, the iron has cooled down. Um, the one edge that they do have, and this was what made the, uh, the Justice League actually interesting, is they incorporated The Flash, which has a highly successful TV show, um, behind it, and that's what boggles my mind, that they, they these characters they are putting in this DC universe... They can make them successful, um, but it, it, for some reason it seems like they can make them successful on TV, but not in the movies. So as a DC fan, I have to urge people, there are good things about DC and not to judge it just by the movies, especially when, you know, they, uh, they spoil the big point of Superman v. Batman in one of the first trailers. But, but we won't talk about, you know, I'm spoiling that Superman dies at the end, which is why I didn't go see the thing. That sounds like a really big faux pas. Oh, really? Yeah. Putting a major okay, plot saying, point in the... Putting a major, a major plot point spoiler universe. in the trailer? Major plot points spoiler in the trailer is a really really big faux pas yes well yeah <laughs> yeah I, I, I am one of those fans that's kind of salty I, I, I can't overly defend the DC universe as far as the current movies that, that you want us to talk about this time around. It's like all this other stuff. I got this huge stockpile of toilet paper ready to throw at you. Well, but no, we have to we have to talk. We have to talk about the lonely tissue box that's like empty that has no tissue. There will be other episodes to talk about the other things. I know, and they're coming, so you may win this one, Gadget, but the day will be mine one day. <laughs> I, I will not disagree with you that 
the TV shows and animated series that have been put out by Marvel are, I, they, they fall short of DC. I will be the first to admit that, but that's not what we're talking about. We can refer to them, but we're, we're, we're focusing specifically on the movies. One of the things, one of the biggest things that I don't like about DC is they're dark. Not just the the characters are so serious. Everything is so so moody and brooding and and all that. It's also the lighting. The films are so dark. It's like the lighting department forgot to turn on the light bulbs. It just I go into a DC movie and the 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 depressing tone of the film and the lighting it's I walk out and I feel sad. <laughs> it, the, the problem is, the problem is with the current DCU, and I have to stress it's the current DCU, it's like overly processed cheese. They took a concept that they know will sell, and they just took it and bended it and molded it into what they think is a big blockbuster Hollywood movie. And at this point in the game, uh, the people that are going and seeing, you know, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, the Justice League, all that stuff, and don't even get me started on that Green Lantern nonsense, incorporating <laughs> in, the, in the universe, um, it just seems fake, where... Like, take, take X-Men. Back in the day, they had to make a blockbuster comic book movie that would appeal to the general audience, that would sell tickets. Not just because it was X-Men, but to everyone. And that's and, how we got Anna Paquin, Halle Berry, Hugh Jackman, yeah. and Patrick Stewart all in one movie. <laughs> Yes, but I mean, here's the thing, the wall, you know, you can contest, yeah, it's not like the comics, yes, they changed the characters, they were still faithful, I don't feel that in the DCU, I mean, I love Batman, and I don't give a shit about Batman, like, how can you not make me give a shit about Batman? No! I, they took... They took the humanity out of the characters in DC. Exactly. And, and yeah, you know, you have the fanboys like, oh, Superman doesn't kill. Superman doesn't kill. You know, I could accept him killing and justifications and all that, but it just seems like all of it is bad writing. Like, yeah. I've read fan fictions and then the editing. It's like, and don't even get me started. I, I love Henry. I love him, and his mustache is sexy. But what the hell? What the hell was wrong with these reshoots? Yeah, they and, they took the relatability. I I understand. I can relate to Tony Stark. I I it is so hard to make. I'm, it's not that hard to make a, philan a philanthropist billionaire relatable. I can relate to Tony Stark because of his personality, his sense of humor. I can't relate to Batman at all, and those two are supposed to be counterparts. Yeah, and I mean, they've done it. 
been good with different actors, different writers, different directors. I love George Clooney's Batman. I mean, take the, uh, take the Dark Knight series. Is it dark? Yes. It is absolutely dark. And it deals with, uh, different subject matters. But you actually can feel a connection because it feels like the characters have soul. So while, yes, I prefer Clint, uh, Keaton's Batman, I, and here's Ben Affleck. I've seen him do good stuff. I've seen him be relatable, but he's not relatable. Henry is so charming. I don't see and how you can go, how Ben Affleck was able to go from being Charming and relatable as Daredevil to falling flat as Batman. Exactly. You, you'd think it would have been reversed. Because there's more to flesh out with Batman than there is Daredevil. And Daredevil was coming out where they were making superhero movies for, you know, what would sell as a summer blockbuster yeah. and not what was overly faithful. So he's been in the game and he came back. Chris Evans did that with the Fantastic Four and came back better. Um, and now, see, I I loved Chris Evans's Fantastic Four. I, I loved those two movies. Yes, they were corny, but I loved his portrayal of Johnny Torch. And I'm sorry, the new Fantastic Four movie, I didn't even go see it because the trailer looked like absolute shit. It had the same problem that the DC movies had. DC yeah. had a golden... DC had a golden crystal. Here's the thing. DC finally was making Wonder Woman. They were going to beat Marvel to the punch. They went late to the party, but they had Wonder Woman. They were finally doing the green light, you know, because um, the fact is women are not represented, represented well in movies in general. And it's well known. She is very well known. Mm -hmm. Very well loved. Yeah. So yes, well, there's high expectations. There is no one really in Marvel that compares to the icon that Wonder Woman is. Yes, I I can list some, but Wonder Woman is Wonder Woman. Captain so, Marvel is supposed to be Wonder Woman's counterpart. She doesn't even hold a torch to Wonder Woman. Exactly, and the fact that that bombed, I mean, like, like there's an ongoing joke between me and, and one of the other members of Team Aeon that, you know, because she went to go see Wonder Woman, so went to go see Wonder Woman, and she hated it, and I'm like, hey, 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 where did the sword go? Because there's this part where, you know, she hides the sword in her dress somehow, and it's like, yeah, where did the sword go? Probably a man who thinks that she held it up her vagina because the vagina to a lot of men is just a pocket. I can't tell you how many books that I've read written by men that think the vagina is a pocket. Hey, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe she was hiding it between her butt cheeks. I don't know. I, I read a book once. I was. It was written in the 70s. I read this book probably the 
the mid-2000s. I read it for school. I didn't read class content for school. I was allowed to read my own. I was allowed to decide what I wanted to read for school in high school. Because I'd read all the others. I'd read what they were reading in high school. But I, it was a book by Sidney Sheldon. And the girl's outfit didn't have any pockets. And she was going somewhere where she didn't want to take a purse. She's wearing a short mini dress. So she stores her wallet in her vagina. And she just pulls out and shoves it up there like it's a pocket. No. And that is exactly what I thought of when I saw Wonder Woman with the disappearing sword. I was like, it's the vagina pocket all over again. <laughs> oh, and, and see... <laughs> I, I can fix I can fix some of the DCU. Get get the people that are planning and writing on the animated universe and the TV universe that are already handling the people that you know you should be putting in movies, and you will be so much better. But at this point, they just need to reboot the whole thing. You know, the horse is dead. Please stop whipping the horse. Please yeah. start again. It's Figure like it out. Marvel needs to do the reverse. They needed to get the people who are working on the movies to work on the shows. And they started yeah. doing that with... They started doing that with the Disney Plus content. That's one of the reasons why I'm excited for Disney Plus content, because these are Marvel shows that are going to have cinema quality every episode. And I know Disney can pull it off because they did it with the fucking Mandalorian. If they can do it with Star Wars, they can do it with Marvel. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate to bury DC because I love it. It's It's... Mm. But I do have to. I do have to admit, I am getting tired of Marvel. So while while DC has let me down in a lot of aspects, um, Marvel has let me down more for the fact that I am no longer excited for anything Marvel. Yes, I I am slightly hyped for the Loki TV show because I love Loki, but I'm willing to wait, and I hate to say that. Where, for example, if they did come up with a reboot for DC, like, yes, we're going to do Infinite Crisis or, or whatever BS, whatever that they, uh, they think of to reboot their universe for the billionth time, because that's what they're good at. I would be excited to see, okay, well, you, you admitted that, you know, it was crap. Hell, even get the uh, same actors, you know, just get better writers and, you know, everything else. I am on board. Sign me up. Let's see what you got. Please don't disappoint me again. And a better lighting department. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's... Mm. See, that's one thing that I like about... See, that's one thing. I hate that DC has to constantly reboot their 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 universe. 
I hate it. Marvel does that too. It's just they don't do it in their uh, in their other medias. Right, Marvel. I'm speaking specifically on movies. Yeah. In my lifetime, I have seen. I can't even count how many different reboots of DC movies. In Marvel, I have seen X-Men be rebooted, and I have seen Fantastic Four be rebooted, and Spider-Man. This time, I think they finally nailed Spider-Man on the head, and if they reboot Spider-Man again, I will... I will take to the streets and riot and burn things to the ground. Um, I haven't watched enough of the X new X-Men movies to form an opinion because I've been too busy with the Avengers shit going on. And I already stated how I felt about the Fantastic Four reboot. It needs to burn in hell. I wish it never existed. <laughs> but to keep themselves relevant... Instead of rebooting established characters and storylines that we already love, they're opening up alternate universes. They're bringing in comic book characters that most people have forgotten about. And they're doing all this stuff to keep their selves relevant. Whereas DC is like, oh, well, this failed, so let's just start it up again. Oh, well, this didn't work out. Let's just redo it. Marvel's like, oh, well, this didn't work, so let's take those lessons, give it the old college try, okay, that failed again. You, this is, I'm talking about Fantastic Four, because they've pretty much scrapped Fantastic Four. They did decent Fantastic with Fantastic Four. Four. They, they, re, they tried to reboot it to make it better, and they're like, okay, you know what, we failed, we sucked, okay, let's move on. Ooh, let's do this hero instead. And they're learning from the mistakes of their failed projects to improve upon their new projects. With Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire movies were solid. They rebooted, did Andrew Garfield. Not as good. So they tried to recreate, Sony tried to recreate that success with Marvel with the Tom Holland films, and they're fucking killing it. They finally got it right. And instead of fucking that up and ending it and saying, oh, well, let's end it on a high note, they're keeping it going. Tom Holland got Sony and Disney to come to an agreement so that they could keep up the momentum that they're going. To have that kind of loyalty from your lead star who is literally torn between two studios, is phenomenal. You don't get that. That is a once-in-a-lifetime, never-gonna-happen-again occurrence. It doesn't hurt, you know, that RDJ, you know, had his back. Tom Holland could have done it on his own without RDJ's help. We all know it. True, but it helps. It helps. Um, it helped give him some clout with the big wigs. But I think it would have taken longer without RDJ's help. 
I think RDJ being there helping only made it, only sped the process up. Yeah, probably. Um, as far as the biggest failing that the DCU had was actually at the Suicide Squad. Hmm? Suicide Squad. Uh, we're not talking about that right now. <laughs> biggest failure. Suicide Squad is their biggest failing. Failure. I don't care. I don't care. Suicide Squad is their biggest failing. There is no defending Suicide Squad. There is no defending it. Even, even Will Smith sucked in Suicide Squad. How do you produce a film where Will Smith is god-awful and now, say hear, that there is something out. worse? Hear me out here. They had The Dark Knight highly popular, even though, you know, the last one, you know, you could argue a lot of uh, whether it held up to the whole series. It was set up to continue. It was set up to continue and possibly even lead into this connected universe. There were rumors about it. And instead, it was, no, we're going to reboot. Even though it was popular and people loved it. Part of that, a big part of that, is because Heath Ledger killed himself. Then why would they, in the last one, set it up to continue, plan to continue, and this is well after he killed himself? That makes no sense. Because DC establishes these patterns and then falls short. It's like they plan something really good, give you a build up, and then chicken out. Because they're afraid, true. they're afraid that they're going to fall short, and ultimately they keep falling short. They're they're failing themselves by holding themselves back and not giving any follow through for their buildups. Well, that and they they're trying to give people what they think will make them money. And they want like, and and that's the that's the thing beside behind Birds of Prey, Suicide Squad, uh, stuff like that. That is them trying to, in their minds, give the people what they want. But even then, like like take for example, Suicide Squad. And this is one of my biggest complaints. It has the Crimson Peak syndrome where. All, all the hype is behind, oh yeah, we got the Joker. The Joker's gonna be in this movie. You need to see it because of the Joker. Shit has nothing to do with the fucking Joker. He's just there because they know people will buy things to see the Joker. If you're gonna have the Joker in the movie, which is, which is fine. That is fine if you're going to have the Joker in the movie. Have the damn Joker in the movie. Whether you like Jared Leto's version or not, if he's going to be in the damn movie, put him in the damn movie. He was The Joker was originally supposed to have more of a presence in Suicide Squad, but even the studio recognized the mistake they made in hiring Jared Leto and cut the majority of his scenes. But yeah, 
you know, let's not change the uh, the presentation. I mean, focus on Will Smith. Will Smith, like you said, is always charismatic and stuff like that. Focus on other positives that will make you want to watch this movie, not, oh, there's going to be the Joker in it. But Will yeah. Smith wasn't even a reason to watch the movie because Will Smith sucked. I mean, I, I I would watch the movie again. Will Smith was the reason I ultimately saw Suicide Squad. I've only ever watched it once, and that is two hours of my life that I will never get back. And I lost respect for Will Smith for that movie. Will Smith is one of my favorite actors, and I lost some respect for him after that movie. Every other movie that he has put out since Suicide Squad, I have gone in not holding my breath that it's going to be a good film. Because... So you gave me the short end of the stick here, you know that, right? After Suicide Squad, I cannot trust that Will Smith is going to bring me the performance that I expect him to. See, I had the same problem with Michael Fassbender. He plays, uh, he plays the uh, young Magneto. Yeah. Not because I don't think he's gonna give me a good performance. Because even in like the shit that he he signs up for, it is good. But what he actually, you know, actually is in is crap. I mean, Snowman Killer, and you know, the Counselor. Where I don't remember anything but Cameron Diaz screwing a car. But, you know, um, <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah. I I'm not salty. I'm not salty. You gave me the short end of the stick with because, you know, you, you know I love DC, but I have to take the movie side, and, and I want to defend them, but it's hard to defend besides the fact that they took very talented people and gave them nothing really to work with. Yeah. You're mean. I'm sorry. You know more about DC a, than I do. <laughs> it's okay. This whole time I've been thinking about how hot Henry is. Uh, it, no, and, and this is why, this is, this is the redeeming factor of the DCU. And it's from his Superman movie. See, him I didn't think he was attractive shirtless. until I saw pictures of him as the Witcher. I thought I thought he was butt ugly as, as Superman. Whatever, man. He, <laughs> he was sexy, you know, where but he was ugly. coming out of the ugly. 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 Butt ugly. Butt ugly. Sorry. I have that cough that I have. I'm sorry, that was a really bad spell. I should edit that out. Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> um, I, I will say one thing that I would like to see, or we we, we hold it off on what we'd like to see for the future. We're gonna do that after the ad break. Speaking of which, we're gonna we're gonna do an ad break. Um, I think we've pretty much exhausted exhausted the topic of of what we. No, because we haven't talked about what we don't like about Marvel. We'll do we'll do no, Marvel. Can, we'll we'll do, do what that. we we'll do what we don't like about Marvel after the break because we do need to take a break. And I need some water. 
Yeah, I do too. I need to go to bed. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so, yeah. we will take a break and we will be see you on the other side of the ads. Hi, everybody! We are back! And, yes! Monet, she, she may have had points, but you know what? Moral is not as great as it appears to be. You lie. lie. Marvel is the perfection. <laughs> nah. It's not all it's cracked up to be, and you actually pointed out the reason why, and you don't even know it! What did I say? Well, I'll be good, I won't sing the show tune, but the Fantastic Four. Um. And here is why. Here, here is why. The MCU, the MCU both created and destroyed to, in theory, make itself great. The reason why I say this is that, for example, let's talk about stuff within the wonderful world of, uh, of Disney. Okay. Marvel had a cartoon show, an Avengers cartoon show, was very good, uh, tried to semi-tie into what uh, the movies were doing, but because it did not fall in line enough with the movie universe, they canceled it just so they could reboot it so it would help promote the movies. Are you talking about um, Avengers Assemble? Yes. I just started watching that on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> it is very good. Oh my god, Loki's voice is orgasmic, but we will not get into that at this time. And then, then, they throw, they throw X-Men under the bus. But you know what's worse? They threw the Fantastic Four under the bus, and here's why. Now, let's rewind to the 90s, where... Marvel was going bankrupt, so to stay afloat, they outsourced some of the movie licensing rights, some to Sony, some to Fox, and it helped them stay alive until the buyout from Disney. Now, because Disney doesn't own the movie rights, or they didn't at the time, yes, things have changed, but for the longest time, they didn't own the mo movie rights to X-Men or the Fantastic Four. Well, guess what? We are not going to get X-Men movie toys. Yes, there's going to be some promotion, but if, if Disney was supporting it and Marvel was supporting it, like they should have, it would have been up the ass. So far up the ass. But you know what? The last toy I remember buying was from the original X-Men. And then, then you have the Fantastic Four. And yes, you can argue that their comic sales were not doing what they were supposed to do. I get that. But you know what? They didn't push them because, oh, well, they don't own the movie rights. So there's going to be no toys. There's going to be, you know, no 
promotion of the Fantastic Four. But let them these movies released. These movies released before Disney bought them. Still, even why after would that, Disney support Fantastic Four when it's owned by Sony? Why would Disney? before they bought Fox, support X-Men when they don't own it? Why would they support something that they don't own that's not in their best interest? Yes and no. Yes and no. And here's my argument point for that. Well, yes, they would not be getting any movie income from these movies. Don't you think that if they own the toy rights... Oh, mommy! I see. I saw X Men, and I want a Wolverine figure. And yeah, it's not the one from the movie, but it's Marvel. Like, take Marvel Legends for example, um, and different things like that. Oh, well, I, I want a Wolverine figure. And 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 this has me so pissed off. And and mind you, I, I love the MCU. I do. I do. But Marvel versus fucking Capcom for ooh mm. it always had X-Men characters in it. They were staple characters for all of the game series. But you know what? We have to shove the MCU up Marvel vs. Capcom's ass, so you're not gonna get a lot of the staple characters. You're gonna get some MCU nonsense. Enjoy the game. And yes, I've I've played the game. It's an interesting play game. It, it is interesting. Okay, I, I will we're, admit we're, that. We're not talking about games. We're, we're talking about movies. I know. We are talking about movies. So let's 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 and let's revisit let's revisit this dilemma because Marvel. I understand what you're saying. Mar- listen to me. Marvel split itself up. Some of it was owned by Paramount. Some of it was owned by Sony. Some of it was owned by Fox. Then Disney bought Paramount, and then Disney owned what was Paramount's. Fantastic Four, Spider Man. They're owned by. Fox and Sony, okay? Their only reason they're under the Marvel umbrella is because they were created by Marvel. Being kept under the Marvel umbrella is a courtesy. They are separate entities. It's just like with Deadpool. Everybody was like, oh, Deadpool this, Deadpool that. And then all the controversy about what Disney was going to do with Deadpool. Ultimately, Disney decided to keep Deadpool the way it is. But do you remember that fiasco? Oh, yeah. It's the exact same. Disney made the choice to keep the character. Because they've got the best actor for the character. And you can't really change Deadpool. PG-13 Deadpool does not work. But... Well, I agree with you there. But... But why would Disney, owning their own Marvel characters that they absorbed from Paramount, 
Why would Disney, what motivation would Disney have for supporting X-Men, for supporting Fantastic Four with toy rights when they don't have anything to do with those characters? The thing is, they, they do. And I'm not talking about, like, before they did not own Marvel. I'm talking about after the fact when they did own Marvel. Even after that, yes, they wouldn't make anything from the movies, but they have all these other ventures where they can still capitalize on the characters. But because they can't shove those characters into movies, they, they don't want to deal with them. They couldn't because of license. They couldn't pick up the toy rights because of licensing laws. We just witnessed all of this over the summer with the battle for Spider Man. Yes, Spider-Man is a Marvel character, but Sony has to give permission for Disney to use Spider-Man. That's why Disney isn't getting any of the toy sales from Spider-Man. That's why Disney and Sony had to work out new rules for profits from the movie sales. It all comes down to licensing. Disney does not have the licensing for toys for Marvel properties that they do not own. So you're blaming Disney for an issue within the Marvel umbrella that Disney has no control over. And at this point, Marvel doesn't have any control over it either. Marvel doesn't even have control over itself at this point. No, it but, doesn't. Um, but the, the, the point is, though, as far as back to the actual movies, as, as far as the movies themselves, the movies themselves, they have become so bloated that while are they made well? Yes. Are they acted well? Yes. Are, is the writing good? Yes. They have basically oversaturated their own market where something that we should be excited about I really don't care about and when you got me not caring that oh well you know what I wonder how they're going to incorporate this character or that character or you know I really want to see this movie again or I need to have it on DVD the moment it comes out you know when you have people not caring about the characters because they are literally, you know, you know that's uh, in Wreck-It Ralph where he just keeps feeding pancakes or something to the bunny and then the bunny explodes? Yeah. That is how I feel. But that's why Disney is moving away from what we had in the first four phases. We're getting new characters. We're getting new heroes. We're getting new movies to cure the fatigue that we've got from everything else. Except by now, I don't care about it. And, yeah. and that, that is, that is the, that's the sadness here. I should be excited at, oh, well, I, I wonder what characters they're going to focus on, how they're going to focus on them, you know, and it just seems like they're just making the same movies with the same, um, even though it's different stories, uh, basically the same formulas. Well, this works. Yes, it, it appears to be different, but in the end, you know, it's, it just, 
It feels like a different type of solace. Yeah. Well, one thing we know for sure, because several execs from Disney and Marvel have stated the future of Marvel is changing. All of the rules are changing. Now that Endgame is done, the movies are following different formulas because we've entered the alternate universes. And I so should be excited Marvel about as that. we know it is about to change. I am tired of Marvel. I'm excited for Black Widow because I've been waiting for a Black Widow movie since the second Iron Man film. I'm excited for the TV shows because I want to see how these character stories wrap up after what happened in Endgame. Other than that, I'm tired of Marvel. I'm glad that it's taking us a while to get <clears throat> Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I'm glad that production has postponed on stuff. Because I can focus on my other interests, and by the time this stuff starts releasing, I'll be like, okay, yeah, I'm ready to go back to Marvel now. Seeing the Marvel movies was starting to feel like a chore, but I was excited because we were getting the payoff for everything that was building up. So while it was exhausting and it felt like work, it was also exciting. It was, it's like going to the first day at a new job. You're excited because you don't know what to expect, but you're exhausted because it's, it's just another job, you know? Well, tell me you don't feel hungover at this point where, you know, it's like, okay, okay, I need a rest, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm glad that everything right now is getting postponed. I'm, I'm, I'm glad of it because it's giving us a chance to get a breather. We're getting that break that we so desperately need after Endgame. <clears throat> Um, and the last thing that I, I don't like about the MCU is that when they realized that they actually had a thing, that they restructured some of it where, okay, yes, I didn't like Edward Norton as the Hulk, but let's recast him and not address it. Let, let's recast Rhodey and not address it. Um Let's forget certain characters exist and not revisit them, even See, in TV I'm, shows. I'm shows. glad they didn't address the change between Edward Norton and Mark Ruffalo. Between Howard, Tor Torrance Howard and um, Anthony Mackie. Not Anthony Mackie. God. <laughs> That's Falcon. Oh, God, Don Cheadle. I'm glad they didn't address those changes because they would have had to have, they would have had to have redone the Hulk movie, which we didn't need another Hulk movie. We, we don't. That, this planet, we, we got our other Hulk movie with Thor Ragnarok. No. Don't get me started on Thor Ragnarok, okay? <laughs> we got our Planet Hulk movie. We didn't need, with the casting change, we didn't need an explanation. In the first Iron Man film, Rhodey 
wasn't established as being a key character yet. So when Don Cheadle picked it up, he was basically he was basically stepping into what into the role that Rhodey should have been that he wasn't in the first movie. I completely forgot that Torrance Howard played Rhodey in the first movie for several years. And then I was just looking through articles on Google and I found, you know, one that says actor changes that you didn't notice. And there it was. And I was like, huh, <laughs> you're right. Well, damn, <laughs> you know, they, they didn't address it because it didn't need to be addressed. With the Hulk movie, you can watch the Edward Norton movie as a standalone film, or you can watch it as part of the MCU. It doesn't make a difference, because when we get Mark Ruffalo in the Avengers, we already know his story. We've known the Hulk story since the 70s with Lou. We don't need more Hulk origin. We don't. And we, we didn't got Spider-Man origins either. No, which I'm really glad when they rebooted Spider-Man that they didn't give us another origin story. When Spider-Man was introduced into the MCU, he was already Spider-Man. Oh, I got a challenge for you, Missy. I got I got a little challenge for you. Okay. So. You raged against Suicide Squad and basically everything DC. In the DCU, what do you like about it? And you can't say it. You cannot say Henry Seville because that boy is mine. That That is my golden goose. Mm. But I didn't like him in DC. So what did you like? The DC movies that I do like. I liked Heath Ledger. I liked what Heath Ledger brought to the Joker. The Joker is my favorite villain, which is probably one of the reasons why I hated Jared Leto. Jared Leto was the worst possible choice. Jared Leto needs to go back to singing. <laughs> now, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. The, the Dark Knight is not part of the DCU. So that and everything before it does not count for the DCU. What do you actually like about the DCU? I think the only movie inside of the current DCU that I have seen is Wonder Woman and I fell asleep. <laughs> so so, so you, you have nothing positive to say. They do a really good job of getting actors that people want to see. Okay, see, that's fair I enough. Think, um, I think that's one of the reasons why the DC movies do so well is because they have actors people want to see. That I think uh, we can both agree on. Um one thing that I, I will give about um, Marvel is that they do have a better uh, special effects team 
because the CGI in the DCU is horrible. Yeah. Um, another thing about DC, um, and this is, this is probably stretching it, um, to get people into the seats, DC does a really good job of, um, DC does a really good job of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, appealing to fans of the comics and cartoons. Most people that I know who like the DC movies say it's because they watch the comic, they watch the cartoons and read the comics. I've, I have maybe talked to two people who like the DC movies better than the Marvel movies because of the movies themselves. Everybody else that I have talked to has always said, well, it's because I read the comics or it's because I grew up on the cartoons or it's because of the older, other movies. They do a really good job of appealing to people who've seen past content and they strongly rely on those people to keep coming back and filling the seats at the box office. So, I, I, I do think it's obvious that I have, even from the start of it, conceded to, uh, at least from the current unified movie universes, the MCU is, uh, is better than the, uh, the DCU for now. For now. Who knows? Um, that might change. Um, I have, I am very interested and I have really high hopes for the second Suicide Squad movie with James Gunn heading the film. Um, James Gunn did for Guardians of the Galaxy what everybody thought was impossible. And if anybody has a chance of saving Suicide Squad, it's James Gunn. As far as one thing that I'd like to see in the DCU and and I'm not the only one, is, and I know this is some kind of weird fever dream because it never happened, is I'd like to see um, the, I would like to see the Joker again, even though, yes, that is the, uh, the golden cow that they try and parade around to entice people, but I would like to see Mark Hamill play the live-action Joker. I, I would lose my shit if that happened. Even if it was horrible, I just want to see it. That would be interesting to see. I actually wanted I actually want to see Mark Hamill step in as Alfred. I, I think that would be absolutely hilarious. Really? Yes. Yes, I know Mark Hamill voices the Joker. I have seen, I haven't, I haven't watched the series, but I've seen enough clips and stuff on YouTube that I know he does a really good job of it. But Mark Hamill is an old man now. And I think he would make a fantastic Alfred. Because Mark Hamill just doesn't give a fuck. And I think that's what the DC needs I think that's what DC needs. DC needs an Alfred who doesn't give a fuck. 
True, but see, he also played something in live action already, which is in, it is in the live DCU, and that is the Trickster, which, uh, it's, I hate to say it's, um, it's something that we probably won't see because it's from the TV show, but... He is so good. Like you've, you probably saw like the history from your Netflix and and me watching it. And no, you, well, watch you have your own account now. Did you notice? I haven't had time. I'm sorry. But no, oh, I I haven't I haven't really I haven't really paid attention to um my to my history or my watch list on Netflix. So I have I have no clue. I like it'll I'll I'll notice like oh that's I haven't watched that oh that's that's Odegu okay, and then I I forget about it. <laughs> oh that ham ham. Oh, oh I can't. Yeah. I can't remember what it is, but there's something that you're watching. I can't remember what it is, and I'm waiting for you to finish so that I can start watching it because I don't want to screw up your place. Whatever it is, I probably <laughs> like opened it and didn't watch it and it's there because the only thing no I you're like watching. no you're like halfway through it you're like halfway <laughs> through the entire series i can't i can't remember I what it is but you're like you're like halfway through the series and i'm just waiting for you to finish it so that i can start it and it's just like it's it's been a long wait it's been like six months now <laughs> Tell me what this is when you figure it out. Girl. When I figure it out, I will tell you what it is so that you can finish it so I can start watching it. <laughs> I think it's I think it's one of the Marvel shows. Did you didn't you start watching Daredevil um last year? Um no. when Charlie Cox started doing um Betrayal? No, that that's not me, girl. Then who the fuck? <laughs> Who the fuck is on my Netflix account? <laughs> no, see, see, I'm over here in my corner, you know, getting so awful for, for, for people who think that uh, without Batman, crime I know it's, doesn't have a punchline. I know it's not Daredevil. I, I watched, like, I watched the first episode of Daredevil, and then I didn't touch it, and then I noticed, like, Three or four more episodes has been watched, but Daredevil is not the show that I'm talking about. I don't, I don't remember what it is. <laughs> you don't let me know, but uh, I will let final, you know. Final thoughts, man. Final thoughts. DC has potential. They just continuously fall short of that potential because they're afraid of success. I, I think that's what it is. They're afraid of putting out something that they cannot top. So they keep putting out mediocre stuff so that they don't have to worry about failing. And it's causing them to come up short. I'm just happy for a break at this point from all of it. (laughs) Right? I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, um... Loki, specifically Loki, is being postponed because I'm going through some major Loki fatigue. It's one of the reasons why I stepped out of the why I stepped back in the Tom Hiddleston fandom 
is because I'm really, really tired of Loki. Um, Loki, the Loki TV series was one of those things, like, I'm going to watch it because it's a character that I'm invested in and I want to see what they do. But honestly, I, if it doesn't come out until 2022, I will not be heartbroken. That's because we we in that Hiddleston fatigue. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens as I went and met the man in October, and now it's just like, oh, he's a real human being to me now. Hey, I haven't given Hayden Christensen any love and attention lately. Hi! Hey, hey, hey Monet. Monet. Guess what? What? You know what's going to happen when we talk about the, uh, the, uh, animated universes what i'll have the high ground <laughs> <laughs> you will have the high ground i've got a i oh the, we're gonna do the animated universes um in second season so probably about a year from now i've got to start watching the marvel stuff because i haven't watched most of what i have watched was very limited and i haven't watched it since i was a child <laughs> It's one of the reasons why I've started watching Marvel's Mar- why I've started watching Avengers Assemble. I've got to start watching all of the t- the TV shows and stuff too, so that uh, when we eventually get around to the TV shows, um, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, but um, I I am going to take it as a triumph that. Um, I, I made you concede that uh, of the two, Marvel is superior. Yes, yes, yes. You get this one, but only this one. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. Um, What's our next episode? Let me look. I've been learning about the, about the, the wars of the stars with the books and the stuff, and I have more Disney complaints. So they're coming. <laughs> we may have to split up the, the Star Wars versus Star Trek. Oh, let's see. Aren't you happy you signed up with me? Oh, you yes! Know, the, the one lady that goes into our, next, our next episode is J.K. Rowling versus J.R.R. Tolkien. So it's basically Harry Potter versus Lord of the Rings. Do, do I get to be into Harry Potter? Um, I... I like both Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings equally. Well, Harry Potter more, but I i mean, I figure for that one, instead of taking sides, we'll just talk about the good and the bad of both and stuff like that. Does that mean I don't get to be Snape? I mean, you can you can talk about a Snape and, and stuff. Oh, you, oh you poor, poor woman. Um, I'm sorry for everybody. She 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 put me up to it. So, it's gonna be her fault. <laughs> so for you listeners out there, if you have anything that you want to tell us about J.K. Rowling, J.R.R. Tolkien, uh, the Lord of the Rings universe, the Harry Potter universe, let us know on our socials. Hit us up on Twitter, on Facebook. The links are in the episode description. Just hit us up. We like it. Especially when you tell me about that hot Snape. Oh, God. 
Oh, you, di- you didn't even know the hole you jumped into. Oh, it's worse than this hole. There are plenty of holes. <laughs> So, yeah, you will be getting uh, J.K. Rowling versus J.R.R. Tolkien at the end of this, at the end of the month. Um, You got, you get two episodes, you get three, technically three episodes of Cheeky Geeky this month because you get this one, uh, which is releasing this weekend, which is the first weekend of April. Then you get uh, the, the COVID coronavirus PSA special edition Cheeky Geeky episode, which is coming later this month. And then you get uh, the regular release uh, uh, for the April at the end of the month. So you guys really lucked out. <laughs> Maybe we should have pandemics more because you guys are really making out with this. <laughs> this sucks for us, but it sucks for us. But you guys are benefiting from it. So, yeah. <sighs> so, um, if you haven't already, which I know you haven't because we have nobody, uh, check us out on Patreon. We have a dollar tier all the way up to $15 tier. Check them out. Join in the fun. Um, I announce this on our social medias. I'm going to start doing... Um, movie marathons on Sundays, um, around noon is when they will start. Um, I did one, um, right after this whole COVID thing started out with a bunch of pandemic movies. Um. Did you say Hulk Hogan? No. So keep an eye out for that. I'm going to try and uh, do better about giving you guys more advance notice on our social medias, what movies we'll be watching and where you can find them. Um, I, as of recording right now, we're recording on, on, uh, on Saturday, the 28th, but, um, Tomorrow, I'm going to attempt to do a Netflix watch party. And if that is successful, you guys will see more Netflix watch parties. Um, so definitely start looking for that. Um, during these movie marathons on Sundays, I will be op- I will be posting links to the Discord. And Discord will be free for everybody. You do not have to be a $15 patron to access Discord during the uh, movie marathons. Um, that is the biggest thing that I wanted to announce. Um, did you want to announce anything, Odegu? Pretty much I've become active on Twitter again, um, under the Team Aeon flag. Unfortunately, a lot of Team Aeon's content, including Tom Hiddleston fan fiction, uh, has dropped due to the whole pandemic. Um... So, yeah, if, if you haven't seen me due to a lot of personal reasons, um, just know I'm, I'm here, I'm okay, uh, and I, I will be updating as I can. Yeah, we are both working more hours than normal. Um, for her, it should just be a temporary change. Um, and once all of this pandemic stuff settles down and goes away, your schedule should be going back to normal, right? 
I really hope so. Um, <sighs> yesterday I worked 12 hours. Tomorrow and the next day it is going to be 12-hour days, which is kind of crazy. So, uh, yeah, where's Arogu? Arogu is working and tired and sleeping and, and not sleeping. Yeah, and, and then and, yeah. my work schedule got changed, so I no longer work every other week. I now work... I now work uh, three days, one week, four days the next week. I only get weekends off now, so it's... Ugh. And unfortunately, once the pandemic is solved, the, the chances of my schedule going back to normal are, like, 0.02%. So I've got to get used to this new schedule. Yay. You can do it. I believe in you. <laughs> It just makes it hard to. It just it just makes it hard to schedule to schedule at the recording. I it's know. A I know. Good thing I'm used to being awake because it is two thirty in the morning. If I were a normal human being, my ass would be asleep right now, and you'd be talking to a wall. Hi, wall. <laughs> I'm Odo of the Guru Variety. <laughs> I do too. Oh, you were you mentioned something about the Star Wars versus Star Trek episode. Um, you've got some time because that is not planned for this season of the show. Oh dear. So you have you have plenty of time to utilize my Disney Plus account to catch up on The War of the Stars. <laughs> oh, oh, I haven't even seen Picard yet. Yeah. You know what? We have... Let me take this opportunity to talk to our listeners about what is coming up on the show because we haven't done that yet. Uh, so, uh, this month's episode is uh, J.K. Ro- Rowling versus J.R.R. Tolkien, uh, which we already talked about. Uh, coming up for May, we have Lovecraft, Shelley, and more. We're talking about all of the classic horror that everybody loves to geek out about. That's going to include Edgar Allan Poe, um, everything and anything that is OG horror genre, Vincent Price, stuff like that. Um, in June, we'll be talking Tables to Screens, the evolution of RPGs, basically how roleplay games have evolved from tabletop games such as Dungeons and Dragons to the MMORPGs that you have, such as EVE Online, um, World of Warcraft, stuff like that. In July, Cheryl is going to join us talking about cosplay, cosplayers, and conventions. In August, it's all about Pokemon. We're going to talk about Pokemon as it was then when it started and as it is now today. In September, we will talk about all things theater. We're talking plays, musicals, stuff like that. If it started on stage, we're going to talk about it. In October, Scary or B-Movie Gold. For all of you horror film buffs, that's probably going to be the episode that you'll be most excited about. Uh, November will kick off our... Uh, November will have our holiday um, episode. Uh, have a holly jolly geekmas. We will talk about all of the geek toys that are going to be available for Christmas. 
Um, and then in December, we want to hear from you. It's a fan Q&A session, a wrap-up of everything that we've talked about on the season, and we will let you know what's in store for season two. So um, we will have more information on how you can get involved with the Q&A in November. Actually, we'll probably start getting you guys prepped for that for in October. So that's everything that you guys have to uh, look forward to from us. Please, please, please support us on Patreon, even if it's just that $1 tier. Remember, when you support us on Patreon, we donate money to charity. Uh, so help us help the world. Odagu, you got anything to add? <laughs> I thought I lost you for a second. I was like, oh God, she died. Odo's not here, man. <laughs> but no, 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 no. Um, I am very excited because um, I love the fact that while we have very similar interests, as we've seen, for example, today, um, <laughs> we also can have very different opinions on said interests. Yeah. I'm. What What future episode are you excited about? and I, I hope I don't shove my musical like foot all the way all the way in because I know it's not just you about just, musicals you just want to talk about Phantom of the Opera what's about trans de vampire it's <laughs> peste um I am excited about the uh, I am actually excited about our next uh, our next episode because I love me Harry Potter I love me Lord of the Rings um, but I do have to say I love I love Harry Potter more um, the horror the horror the horror um, I am a huge universal monster fan um, where I did my final dissertation in English about the 1925 Phantom of the Opera. Ooh. Um, Lon Chaney. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thousand faces. I mean, Vincent Price, all of, like, there is so much to talk in there, and I know, you know, we're supposed to keep these short, but I see that one just going Oh, oh. Well, that's why I that's why I broke up horror into two. In May, we're doing Lovecraft, Shelley, and more. That's where we're gonna get more into talking about Lon Chaney and Vincent Price. That's more classic horror, and then October is more modern day horror, like Jason, Freddy, and Conjuring and stuff like that. For some reason, I could shove the Phantom D into both of those. You can! You don't even know how yet! I don't know how you could do... <laughs> I don't know how you could put Phantom into October. I know how you could put Phantom into into May and how you could do it in September. I don't know how you could do it in October. Because there haven't I been... There haven't, well, there was that really weird 
modern non-musical Phantom of the Opera that released a few years ago that was just really bizarre, and I got ten minutes through and turned it off. Are you talking about the rat sex one? I don't know. It was on Netflix, and Netflix eventually took it off because nobody could get through the first ten minutes of it. <laughs> it was just really okay. bad. <laughs> I mean, if, if you want if you want to challenge me to see how I can shove the Phantom of the Opera's dick into every episode, I can do that. I got you. No, no, no. We're good. We're good. Next <laughs> next month uh, for for April's episode, just we just 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 try not to overload me on Snape. I managed I managed to keep the Magneto obsession down in this one. So don't make me regret it by giving you but by giving you the ability to talk about Snape. Dumbledore. <laughs> All right guys. This has been all bit late March's episode of Cheeky Geeky. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye. I'm Batman. <laughs> oh, God. Say bye. <laughs> Say bye-bye now. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>